Listen, all you New Yorkers. Is the 77 WABC minicast. We are going to give you a special treat and bring you this week's edition of The Other Side of Midnight presents Commendations. I must commend a new Dunkin' Donuts in Nanuet. They are giving away free coffee for a year. This is in Rockland County, New York. This is important. Um, this is they're giving this away to the first 100 customers. Now think about that. They open their newest location on Friday at uh, the Gateway Commons Plaza on Route 39 in Nanuet, and Walter Buzzsick, a Dunkin' Donuts franchisee, said the first hundred customers will receive a coupon book with four medium hot or iced coffee options for a month. For 14 months, adding up to free coffee for one year. I mean, that's pretty cool. I am not a franchise guy. Uh, I don't go to chains, really. But I think this would be great if every chain did this. What a great promotional way of getting people interested in your business. So I'm mentioning this, even though I know a lot of people don't live near Rockland County, in the hopes that this will get people to do this with their stores when they open them, whether it's a small business or part of a chain. I want to commend um, Maggie Kuznia. Maggie Kuznia is a first grader in Minnesota, the land of Jesse Ventura and Dean Barkley, and the Minnesota Vikings that won their game yesterday. I didn't get, I didn't look at all the results yesterday, but I think I'm doing pretty good this week. Maggie Kuznia is going door-to-door in East Grand Forks, Minnesota, offering to read to seniors. First of all, I give her this credit that she's this good of a reader as she's beginning first grade, but she's a natural storyteller. And she's doing what I think is a very good deed. We've covered the topic of loneliness at length, and a lot of the folks that are dealing with loneliness are senior citizens. And the fact that she is going out of her way to greet senior citizens, meet them, and offer to read to them, I think is a wonderful thing. I think this is a model child. If my son ever has this degree of generosity of spirit or intelligence, quite frankly, I'd be very proud. Her parents, I'm sure, must be very proud of her. So Maggie Kuznia, I do commend you. I want to commend Chicago's Lyric Opera. This is a wonderful idea. They are uh, introducing these new this new state-of-the-art technology called sound shirts that enable patrons who are deaf or hard of hearing to experience the power of the music in a new way. This is the first opera company ever to offer the sound shirt which audience members can wear to literally feel the music. And they hope that if it works, and they just debuted this yesterday, if it works, it'll make the theater more accessible to fans who are deaf and hard of hearing. And the way it works is microphones are placed over the orchestra and on stage, recording sounds in real time that are sent to a computer where software translates it to digital data. It's then transported to trigger 16 motors scattered around the shirt, creating a vibration in the front of your shoulders, forearms, 
and upper and lower back. I think this is so cool. And it's so great that the Lyric Opera is uh, is doing this. I um, have often thought about how many deaf people or people that are hard of hearing uh, that are out there. And I wish there was something that could be done to make this radio show accessible to people that are deaf or hard of hearing. You know, if I had every word that I said pre-scripted, you know, we could just post that. But uh, honestly, a lot of what I say is kind of extemporaneous. If we had someone that could be like a a court reporter and transcribe it in real time, that could be done for the deaf folks. But I, um, we have a lot of blind listeners. I'd love to be able to do something for the deaf. And maybe this is, obviously talk radio is a lot different than than lyrics, uh, than the opera. But I'd love to figure out a way to reach the deaf people in our audience. Um, you know, my friend Jason, his father is deaf. And he doesn't speak, he doesn't know sign language. And I officiated Jason's wedding. And what I was able to do, and he said he was almost, he was able to read my lips pretty much. But what, he, I, what I did for him, and I normally don't do this, is I pre-scripted as many of my remarks as possible, and I gave them to him so that he could follow along with what I was reading during the ceremony. But uh, if you don't know sign language, which, believe it or not, a lot of deaf people don't, then you must must have a really hard time with uh, great sources of entertainment and information like this program, for instance. Uh, so I want to commend the Sh- Chicago's Lyric Opera for doing that. I want to commend the um, caregivers at the Cleveland Clinic Children's Hospital for Rehabilitation. I love this. Caregivers at this hospital sprang into action to give Megan Crafty, who's a 17-year-old girl, uh, a homecoming, a homecoming dance after brain surgery forced her to miss her homecoming. It's an Ohio teen, and she missed her homecoming dance after undergoing surgery for a brain tumor. So you had this group of caregivers that went out of their way to make it up to her. She was recently hospitalized after being diagnosed with a brain tumor, according to a spokesperson for the Cleveland Clinic Children's Hospital. The teen's mother told People Magazine that her daughter underwent surgery on September 12th, one week after she received her diagnosis. So she stayed in the hospital until September 20th, and she was transferred to the Cleveland Clinic Children's Hospital, and they and she missed her homecoming dance. So when the caregivers caught wind of this, they sprang into action and designed a special Christmas-themed homecoming dance just for Megan. Christmas is her favorite holiday. So I think this is great. And I'm glad, and she seems to be doing okay. So uh, I'm glad to hear that as well. By the way, um, not related to this story, but brain brain tumors are serious and they're scary. You know why? Because a lot of times you don't see them coming. I just found out, you know, I told you my brother Nicholas, his mother-in-law, who was a wonderful lady and uh, a big listener to this show, she passed away suddenly and they did an autopsy. And again, I hope I'm not saying anything I shouldn't. But they found out that she died suddenly because of a benign brain tumor. Benign! It caused her to have a stroke. And she died suddenly. So I um, I just felt so bad for her because she was a relatively young woman. I don't even think she was 70 years old. And just really such a nice lady. And I, I miss her, as especially as a listener. 
But uh, it just goes to show, you just you never know. You never know. You really got to treasure every moment. I want to commend the Starbucks workers who raised over $40,000 for a beloved barista after her car was vandalized. This is, again, an Ohio story for whatever reason. A lot of very generous people in Ohio these days. A Starbucks supervisor is now getting ready to buy a new set of wheels thanks to the loving concern of her co-workers and an entire college campus. Karen Collinsworth, um, actually this is not in Ohio, it's in, uh, uh, she's from Ohio, but this Starbucks is in West Virginia. Karen Collinsworth has been living near the Marshall University campus in Huntington, West Virginia for decades, and for much of that time, she's been working at Starbucks, supervising a youthful staff while serving students and faculty. She's been in the area since 1976. She's from Columbus, Ohio, and she just fell in love with West Virginia. So um, she had her car burglarized, and the staff felt so bad, they set up a fundraiser for her, and the original goal was $10,000. They've raised over $40,000 for her. I mean, this is just extraordinary. So good for her and uh, good for these workers. That's a very, very nice thing. I do commend you. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.